0: Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Michael Bamberger is a senior writer for Golf Magazine and Golf.com who has just released A brand new book, maybe I should say is releasing now, a brand new book called The Second Life of Tiger Woods. I said to him last weekend, as I was reading and loving the book, I sent him an email and I said, Michael, I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse to release a book in the midst of a pandemic because on one hand maybe you get lost in all the coverage of that health concern and understandably so on the other hand maybe there are a lot of people like me who are looking for an outlet looking for a respite this is michael bamberger hey michael thanks so much for coming back
1: michael you are one of a kind very few would worry about the impact on one little sports writer in his little house. Not so little, no, nice house. No, uh, thank I, you very much for I know, that. And uh, I know what I'm goes into this.
0: I know what goes into this, man. There's a lot just, of work involved and it's worthy. I don't want it to get lost. I really,
1: really appreciate it. Well, you've been down this road, you know, that yep. uh, you know, it's not easy. It's, I don't
0: remember what it was, Michael. I, I had a book that came out and I, I I'm, believe me, I'm, I'm in your shadow. This, this is, you're a real serious journalist who has written quality books. I'd like to think that some of mine are, but I don't compare to you. But I do remember having been booked on The O'Reilly Factor when something untoward happened. I got knocked out. It threw off the release of my book. And I, frankly, was never able to get back on firm footing.
1: I And what's the famous story of a uh, sort of a trashy novelist uh who was on johnny carson uh the day that kennedy was assassinated or maybe she got bumped from it uh, you would definitely know her name uh i think she had a sister who became a famous actress hmm. and i think she was sort of an actress uh but anyway yeah these, these things these things do happen but uh that's okay is the book handy yeah well i i think it's i hope it's handy in two senses one for the very reason you found the other day when you're reading it that
0: People no, no, needed. no, no, no. Do
1: you have oh, you get,
0: a? Do you have oh, it oh, yeah, within our... Okay, yes. uh, turn yeah. to turn uh, to page two hundred seven. Right. So th- this is the uh, this is toward the end of the book, and this is a chapter curtain call. But I I just love this, and I want to ask Michael Bamberger to read aloud the paragraph that begins: "I have written often about Trump." Dot dot dot.
1: Can I t- can I say wait here for a minute to yeah. hear, to say one personal thing? Sure. The the listenership won't know this. Michael Smirconish has almost no interest in golf. So the fact that he's on page no 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 Michael no Michael no, Michael,
0: Michael things have changed. You don't know things have changed okay. for me. Lay it on me. Uh, I have in the last year played more golf than in my previous uh, fifty-seven. Well, that's, that's yeah. Nice I'm t- I am completely into this now. I I'm I'm I'm, I'm I'm kind of a golfer. Yeah, can, I, can, I, can
1: I can I can I tell the listenership one? And I know your brother. he's not a golfer, but he lives or used to live near the Marion Golf Course, and that also has been that is responsible true. For your interest, true. Uh, and then I just want to say one other personal thing is uh, I wrote a book years ago. I'm not. You can get at your library when your library reopens, which is going to happen. Uh, called Wonderland, oh. and uh, your interest in that book uh, moves me to this day. And I just wanted to say regarding that. uh, that there's a kid in the book named Bob Costa. Of course, Michael, you know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. And now the the listenership with him is Robert Costa, and he's a, r- a reporter for the Washington Post, and Love he's up with Brian Williams, and he's Love on PBS uh, Sunday nights. Um, okay, well, thank you for all that. all right. That. So, so humor, humor me now. Yeah, two oh seven.
0: Yeah. The words I have written often. Just it's a long paragraph. It's worthy. Read it. You want the whole graph? Yeah, I do.
1: Here we go. I've written often about just a quick segue here. A much better reading of this paragraph would come from my friend and golf partner David Morse. Do you know who that is? Michael the actor, David Morse. Sure, he lives near us both and uh, near I, and uh, is a regular golf partner of mine. And he's the man who played George Washington to, to Paul Giamatti's john adams in that series years ago many many other things so he does the audio version of the book oh uh, my god uh, i didn't know that that's unbelievable Oh, oh it's terrific he's got just the right voice because it's it's mellow it's it's not excitable in these exciting times okay i've written often about trump and his growing golf portfolio over the years and have played with him nine times long before he sought the presidency i had something trump wanted good write-ups about his courses and their owner in Sports Illustrated and its websites. He called the longest of these stories, quote, a B-minus, end quote, (laughs) and said amusingly, that was the best he could do by me. He plays quickly and well, but you don't play traditional golf with him. In my experience, matches with him are meaningless because a real golf match requires precise accounting and uniform rules, even when the real rules are modified. As for the scores he claimed to me. Some had to be pure fantasies. A 68 at Bel Air? Please. Golf with Donald Trump is really a different activity and needs its own name, Trump Golf. He's played at Augusta National and he's a member at Wingfoot, but he much prefers to play at courses that bear his name. He drives his cart right to his ball, (laughs) pretty much wherever it is, and he takes mulligans and gives himself putts as he pleases. Innumerable other golfers do the same thing except they don't claim to break 80 and to win club championships on a regular basis he's frequently on his phone while playing and when he's not he's selling so hard it can give you a headache it can give you a headache is this not the most beautiful card path you have ever seen in your life once while playing in a pga tour pro-am he bellowed into his phone i'm here with tiger woods and it was true in the sense that they were both on the same golf course but he's knowledgeable about golf and he's an excellent host who is accommodating and warm to his guests. He's also ridiculously entertaining, particularly when making inappropriate observations about various famous people. It's a way of creating intimacy and trying to recruit you. Tiger would likely know this whole routine far better than I.
0: I love that. What a great summary of some (laughs) things you've told me before about the entertaining value of golfing with the now commander-in-chief.
1: Yes. Great stuff, or as Rick Rowley calls him in his book about uh, Trump's golf commander and cheat.
0: But you know, <laughs> not to
1: go too down this this other path. Uh, but you know, you could say he's a cheater in golf. He is a cheater in golf. But really, I, I think that the, the bigger point—it's maybe a little too subtle for some people who aren't golfers to understand—is golf is really an activity for him, an outdoor activity for right. him, one of the rare outdoor activities for him. Now so, and that makes him like you and me and millions of others. It's when he starts saying, oh, I won this club championship or I beat this guy or I shot 68 that he loses all credibility.
0: So the, the book, my one beef with the book is I don't know that the title does it justice. The Second Life of Tiger Woods, The Second Life of Tiger Woods, because it's about so much more. Than Tiger, there's so much woven in here about contemporary events, the game of golf, the history of golf, the tradition of golf. I took away. I mean, Tiger is sort of the framework for Michael Bamberger to tell us stories.
1: Well, that's an incredibly generous reading, and uh, and I and I appreciate it. And I don't, and I really don't disagree with it. Of course, you can't get people to open up a book if you say what you just said on its title. Sure. Uh, uh, but Tiger, I would say, is illustrative of many other examples. A culture of celebrity, a life unfolding on YouTube and on cell phone cameras, um, the dismantling of privacy in our modern culture, uh, the pressure to succeed. I mean, one of the, this is just a quick sideway, but one segue, but, or sidebar here, but one of the very interesting things about Tiger's life example to me is that as he became more and more accomplished, he faced Greater and greater pressure to continue to succeed, whereas it used to be that people could sort of, oh, I achieved all this, Mickey Mantle, or Willie Mays. I'm going to hang on here, but I know my best days are behind me. But now there's less of an acceptance of this. So yes, there's there are other themes uh, going on. And we'll, we'll, one of the points I try to make in the book is that you know aside from say, m- there are very few people whose lives. Have unfolded in public as woods has had one would be one would be uh, Michael Jackson, but among people far younger than Tiger Woods, well now it's becoming a uh, commonplace where it's Justin Bieber or or really even our own children because they do so much of their lives in exceedingly public ways and uh, and there are going to be costs for that
0: but no no matter what happens now Michael th- it it has it has a happy ending. And I'm so glad that I was able to watch it. You you wrote this in the book, quote, Tiger's 15th major was different from the 14 before it. He didn't win it as Earl's son. He won it as Charlie and Sam's father. He didn't win it walled off from his fans. He won it bringing his fans in. In his prime, Tiger won majors by 12, by 8, by 5, by 15. Nobody else had done that. Not Faldo, not Norman, not Arnold, not Jack, not Hogan, not Jones. I mean, it's it's so great, I think, for the game of golf, for those of us who have followed his story, to have been able to watch what happened in 2018 after all of the missteps.
1: And, well, and, and now this may sound highfalutin, I hope, I hope it doesn't, but... I think as, you know, relatively ordinary people, we can take inspiration from that uh, because, look, it, on Memorial ugh, I can't stand when people on TV say book. Everyone's saying that there's a book. I, you don't need to scream like that. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is Memorial Day 2017, He's uh, he, people may not remember, but they would if they saw the mugshot that went with it. He was arrested on the side of the road for uh, on a DWI charge. In Jupiter, Florida, he hadn't been drinking, but he had five lethal drugs in his system in combination with each other. They could kill you. If the drugs didn't kill you, driving in a ditch, which there's many in Florida, that could kill you. So where he was to where he is, if that isn't the triumph of the human spirit, no matter what you think of Tiger Woods, I don't know what could be. And in these far more trying times that we're in communally now if, if you don't think that the community of medicine and science is going to figure out this one ridiculous virus, then I I, I I can't relate to you because I know that I know that it will because that's that's what we do as a as a triumphant culture of human beings on this earth. We rise and uh, go ahead
0: it's Hi. an interesting question as to why I'm, and I'm one of them i mean i look I followed him for nine holes, walking behind him at aeronomic. In fact, I I followed him at Marion a couple of years ago before this switch got turned on in me to want to golf myself. I caught a break one day. There was a rain delay and everybody went home and I stayed in close proximity. Yeah. As you mentioned, because of my brother and all of a sudden Tiger went back out. I think he was paired with Rory McIlroy and I walked for five holes. There was nobody around. Like, what is it that possesses me to want to root for a guy who'd been through so much just hoping to see him come back? And yet I did.
1: Uh, just two interesting. Personal, that's what you just said. You, you and I did a, a radio interview in person uh, uh, that that day in your Ardmore uh, studio. Is that, you were not yeah. there today, I don't imagine. You are. Uh, and, uh, and it was later that day that you went out. And so I know exactly that you're speaking of. And so that was 2013. And then it was August of 2018, and we also uh, had bad weather when Tiger was at Aronimink, and I don't know if we were there on the same day. I didn't see out there, but um, it was that tournament that made me want to write this book. In other words, just for the timeline of it, that was August of 18. In September, he was coming back in September of 18. He won the Tour Championship with, with the season-ending event of the 2018 season. And then it was April of 2019, uh, you know, half year or so later, that that he won the Masters. Uh, so to anyone who would have thought, oh, Bear jumped on the bandwagon here after uh, Tiger won the Masters, that's fine if you want to think of that, but, but it wouldn't be accurate because it was when you, you and I were both at that Toronto tournament. I, I'd been following Tiger, and I'd followed Tiger closely his whole career, but I saw something in that tournament and in his demeanor and in his play and really how he was interacting with fellow players and his caddy and officials and reporters that made me call my editor and say, I think there's something here. I think I should write a book about <laughs> about what he's trying to do here. This is the Book Club with Michael Smirconish
0: podcast from Sirius XM.
2: Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage.
0: Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service Processes into one platform slashing manual tasks and errors over 37,000 companies have already made the move so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April 15th NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program head to NetSuite.com slash Smirconish NetSuite.com slash Smirconish NetSuite.com slash Smirconish if you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, Uh oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto
1: Listen to Michael live, weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and on the
0: SXM app. In the book, you explain how the first time you saw Tiger anywhere in person, it was 1995 at the U.S. Amateur in Newport. You were then at the Inquirer, and theoretically, you were there to watch Buddy Marucci, right?
1: Right, Buddy Marucci, who I think also might live near your brother, or maybe not, but he's a very active uh, mayor, m- member of the uh, Marion Golf Club, right? Uh, Marucci in those days was in his mid 40s. He was he owned a, a fancy car dealership uh, somewhere down on the main line, and uh, sold Mercedes and other ex- expensive cars. And amazingly, this short hitting but great putting Buddy Marucci, I think at age 43, got into the final of the U.S. Amateur at Newport Country Club in Rhode Island. Uh, against the great Tiger Woods, who who won three uh, U.S. amateurs, and this was the second of his. Of
0: so his three. here's my question: When you saw him with your trained eye, did you, was there something that Michael Bamberger said? You know, oh my God, this guy is he is the prodigy.
1: Good question. I think I saw a couple of things I never ever predicted this guy this level of domination, but people with a far better eye than I have. Did. And I'll give you one very concrete example of that. So that was 1995 that you're speaking of. I was awed by by the flight of the ball through the air and his ability to judge distances. That you could definitely see. In other words, one of the keys of golf at that level is to literally hit the ball the distance you want to hit it. It may go a little left, it may go a little right, but if you're hitting it, if you want to hit 187 yard shot and you actually hit it 187, you're not going to be that far from the hole. If you're not that far from the hole, you have a pretty good chance of either making or tapping in for uh, the, the, the next putt. So that that's a critical starting point to world-class golf. So, yes, I, I could definitely see that. I could also see, I know we're I'm getting more detail here uh, than you want, I'll get right back to your main point here in a minute, but I could also see, because people sometimes ask about this, um, the relationship between Tiger and his father Earl, was a loving, close, intense relationship. No matter what other craziness might have been going on in the way that Earl raised Tiger, there was a brotherly affection and a father-son rapport between the two that was obvious and powerful. Uh, but just to go back to the trained eye question, so in nineteen ninety, that was 1995. In 1996, I started working uh, with the golfer Davis Love on a memoir that he was writing about how he learned golf from his late father. And and Tiger was still an amateur. And Davis, who was one of the best golfers in the world, said to me at that point, he's already better than I am. <laughs> and I was like completely dismissive. How could Tiger Woods' amateur already be better than you? <laughs> and he said, just this. He's got every, you know, it was just technical. It had nothing to do with, uh, you know, African-American this or anything or blah, blah, blah. What anything you want him to say about his bring his Buddhist spirit to golf or any of the highfalutin stuff. It was just he has all the shots, period.
0: Michael, better, you, you, you say in the book that there's a challenge for you, having been a close observer, senior writer at, at SI, now at, at golf.com. People in the summertime cocktail circuit will sure. buttonhole you and they want some original, insightful observation about Tiger. What dilemma does that pose for you? I'm
1: sure you have the same thing. You, you go to these cocktail parties and, and you have some contrarian view about what Mitch McConnell's really like, whatever it might be, and they're like, yeah, right, what do you know? It's like, well, I do do this for a living, <laughs> a little something. But anyway, so I'd like to hear your example, but in my instance it would be, I think Tiger is fundamentally a uh, a shy, modest person, and that might seem ridiculous given what a public person is and how he – and how. Um, demonstrative he is uh, when he does these astounding things but i think fundamentally he, he's a shy modest person and really if you ever go back and watch and you probably have uh uh tiger on the mike douglas show at age two i've seen it putting yeah he, he comes out toward a bob Hope and jimmy stewart and yep. mike douglas who was a Philadelphia and good golfer uh uh and you can see he's a shy modest uh kid and uh Demands and one of this is one of the themes of the book is public life versus versus private life. Tiger's private life is actually playing those shots because that's what he does from someplace deep within his skill. But the public life is how he makes his money, and he's got a he performs uh, to do it. But yes, I do believe that he's fundamentally a shy uh, private person.
0: So uh, one last observation, because we're not giving it all away for free. The book is called The Second Life of Tiger Woods. I, I love the tradition and the stories that you tell in the book. For example, golf could not have a better stag dinner. And a lot of the status enjoyed by the masters is because of it. The names, the setting, the occasion, the stories, the mystery, golf's skull and bones. The dinner gives the players a chance to talk about the tee shot on 18 with the tournament on the line in the company of others who actually understand. Like, you take us into that room, and it's a hell of a story.
1: Well, that's great of you to say. Uh, for, for people who don't know the reference, it's uh, the Masters has a lot of different traditions, and one of the richest ones that was started by uh, Ben Hogan, uh, in the early 1950s, is a Tuesday night dinner, and the only people who are invited to this Tuesday night dinner are the former Masters champion and the reigning champion. The reigning champion literally picks up the tab. He chooses the menu, and then he pays for for everybody else. And then by tradition, they, quote, invite the club chairman, who is now Fred Ridley, and his predecessor was uh, Billy Payne, who is name known to a lot of people. Uh, they invite the club chairman to, oh, no, of course, they're never going to not invite the club chairman. Uh, and that club chairman becomes... A quote honorary member of their little <laughs> fraternity, but I would say you know I'm sure you have the same thing when you when you get together with your political pundits. Uh, I have it with my friends Jaime Diaz and Alan Shipnuck, and you know plumbers would have the same thing. In other words, there's things that they understand that they know about their lives that only they know. Only you know with your fellow political pundits. I could try to understand, but we never really. And uh, so it's neat that they have that moment yet, yeah, and I was lucky enough to explore that. Uh,
0: final, final question: What do you think Tiger Woods will think should he read your new book?
1: Well, he, I don't think he'll like it because uh, one of his things is, as you know, it, it charts a long, difficult journey from where he was to where he is. And I don't yeah, think but he's you, don't, welcome. You, don't
0: dwell, you don't dwell on the salacious.
1: No, it, well, the truly salacious I don't deal with at all, because I, 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 I could say that I take my cues from from Jack Nichols in this regard, but I really think I take my cues from my parents in this regard. I really believe private—I believe in rights to privacy. I believe one's sex life is one's private life, to a point— uh, in, a, in the case of a clergyman or a political uh, elected official, I might, I might feel differently. So I, I did have that view. But th- but there are, some, there are some difficult parts here uh, uh, regarding uh, what he did uh, medically to get on the golf course, uh, uh, just some of the things I did over time. So I think he probably wishes those didn't exist But in the book. But if they didn't exist in the book, we wouldn't have this path to this 2019 Masters that we have in the first place. And as you know, as a fellow writer, I uh, we, we we've got to write the whole story. We can't just write parts of the story or else you're not taking the reader on any sort of journey and any sort of level of there's no discovery. If there's no discovery, there's really no point in reading in the first place.
0: I hope you don't take breezy as a negative because I, I thought it, it, it's breezy in the sense that it's just it's it's fun. It's nice. It's light. It's a distraction. And yet it's not well, even either. it's not even necessary that you you be a fan of the game of golf. Uh, I think people will love this book if they read it. So I wish you all good things with it.
1: Well, thank you, Michael. Thanks for all your support over these years. Yeah. I really, really appreciate no, it. No, come on. I, I
0: love your work. It's called The Second Life of Tiger Woods. By the way, he would be a lesser man in my view if he were to read it and not think it was a fair shake. I thought it was an incredibly fair shake. You know, I, I, I can I came away I came away thinking of Tiger certainly no less, if anything, more of an appreciation for his skill set and his analytical abilities than I had going into it. So, Tiger, read the book. Michael, good, good luck and thank you. Thank you, Michael.
1: Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS Channel 124.
2: Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SiriusXM app.
0: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with
1: Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays.